When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venice. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. Well, what are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Dean Machine, Dean Layton. To be more like Dean, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. Grow the show if you know for Joe and Tom for everyone. I'll spread the word Have you heard Joe Marla's show Joe Marla's show Hello and welcome to our show I'm Joe Marla and this is Tom Fordyce How am I talking to quickly? I don't know how quickly do you think we can talk with them to make it audible Yeah but it doesn't matter how quickly we talk or how slowly we talk Because you can choose yeah, on can the app, can't you? So If Slower, Joe. No, you don't have to do the voice, do you? Do you have to talk like that to slow it down? Or do you just talk slower? <laughs> you, if you're going slowly, it makes your voice you a stroke? Yes. Fuck Help me. me, Joe. No, I'm not going to help you. Tom. Yes. Would you ever donate your sperm? Hmm. How much do you want? No, not to me. Oh, okay. Like, you ever thought about it? Um, You've got two beautiful boys. Mm. You know, you know that your sperm makes good people. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Is it is it for charity? Is it a charity drive you're doing, or am I getting paid? No, I'm not doing. I'm, I'm I'm not doing anything with your sperm. You're not the middleman. No, I saw this. Bloke. <laughs> How quickly do you want it? I saw this. <laughs> I saw this bloke, <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah, he's doing an interview on this morning. He was described as the most prolific father. In the country. Well, yes. Like, he's just been giving his come away for years, but not at sperm banks. Hang on. Yeah. So they had Jeremy. Been having sex. They had Jeremy, this guy, he's 60, I think he's 62. He's still doing it. And they had this professor on, or doctor, professor, and they were doing, and they were asking Jeremy, they were like, right, so what do you do then? He said, well, there's obviously loads of couples out there that struggle with making babies it's not as easy as people think it can be complicated so he said I just want to go out there and help them and so I started donating my sperm to couples and putting it out there on different websites and stuff Have, putting the sperm out there on different websites or I don't know how did he donate it though because did he go through a proper medical procedure or did he just shag the woman he's got a van <laughs> so, With he a find, in the back. so he finds the couple that are paying him to what? donate his sperm he goes and meets them does a bit of vetting like everything all right and they obviously vet him then he gets in his van because it needs to be quite fresh he has a wank in the van he gets in his van he drives around the corner <laughs> and the way he's describing this they're like right um, so you drive around the corner in your van he's like yeah don't worry don't worry I've got curtains so he closes his curtains how did he describe it he says I, I do my business yeah. I produce the sample and then because it needs to be quite immediate I then take it straight back round drop it on the doorstep and hand it, and that jobs are good. And, and you should see the face of the doctor as he's describing this. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? How is that? And he's like, I'm trying to, I'm giving this couple this hope, this new life of a, of a child that they've struggled not being able to do. I'm doing something good in the world. And the doctor's like, I understand the principle and the kindness that you think you're doing, but like, there has to be some control over this. Because if you're just going around the same town, <laughs> like giving a load of sperm out. Magic beans. 
you've got fucking brothers and sisters growing up not knowing their brothers and sisters yeah. and all that like, and he just couldn't fathom like what is the issue with it I'm doing good in the world Was he? did he live in a city or a town I think it was like Gloucester way how much did he get paid for his magic bean delivery I, I'm not sure I can't remember the numbers of the back of my head but I actually think he now does it for free does he he yeah. wakes in a van for free <laughs> drops it on someone's doorstep <laughs> This really happened. I swear, I've got it videoed. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I stood there in the bedroom watching this, and I've shouted, "Daisy!" I said, "Daisy, come and watch this." She's like, "What?" I was like, "You've got to listen to this." And I videoed the whole like ten minute segment, and maybe I'll put that out on our YouTube channel <laughs> as a treat, as a little extra, so you can actually. See it anyway. Um, would you donate your sperm? Like, would the, how would Daisy feel if there was a couple mm. who said, "Look, we can't afford anything decent." Joe's offered. <laughs> no, because you've had four kids. Oh, that's quite a recommendation. Someone's looking to get pregnant. Yeah, somebody's had four kids. Yeah, I would maybe consider doing it in the professional manner and going to a sperm bank and doing it properly, but. It's not something that's crossed my mind. The, the bit that's crossing my mind is is actually cutting off the sperm supply, if I'm honest, to stop yes. from having more. Yeah. Because, you know. Don't take this the wrong way. Oh, but here we have go. you ever. Well, have you ever heard someone say, don't take this the wrong way, and then follow up with something that isn't going to offend the person? Well, let's see, shall we? Go on. Have you ever had to give a sperm sample? Yes. Circumstances. Room. Describe the room to me. Uh, went down to the. Private hospital in Eastbourne. Yeah. Oh. Daisy dropped me off. Yeah, la yeah. And, uh, oh, went to the reception, got the pot and everything, did all the forms, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. Then was taken to this room. Anything there. in the room? To... Yeah, there was a bed. Yeah. like But it was like a hospital bed, mm -hmm. funnily enough, you know, thing, but, so it wasn't like a... Not a sexy bed. Not like a circle one with mirrors <laughs> on the on the roof. So you could see yourself <laughs> wanking. <laughs> Maybe that's where I'm going wrong. And they gave me a folder. Brown cardboard folder, and I was like, "Cheers!" <laughs> like, cool. Once you've collected your sample, just put it in this envelope and bring it to the reception. It's like, cool. I was really nervous. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> and I've opened up this brown uh, folder, and it's got a couple of magazines in there. Mm. Some well-known Mayfair Hustler, yeah, classics. People aren't going to believe this, but it was. There were pages ripped, oh. semi-like, yeah, as disgusting as that. And it just wasn't doing it for me, funnily enough. It didn't help. There was a load of scaffolding outside the window. <laughs> you could hear the blokes And there was a load of fucking scaffolders like, Oi, Charlie, <laughs> fucking chuck that up to me, will you? And I'm like, oh, God. So I've had to close the curtains. And then I can still hear them. And I'm like, this isn't working, is it? And I'm just, I was like, I've got my phone for fuck's sake. Why am I, why have I got a thing? And, and then I had to go in the toilet and then did the job. Yeah. Come back. And then it's, it's the fear of coming back out then. They know what I've just done in that room yeah. but they're completely under, like they know what's going on this is the norm but the stigma around it of like still the fear of having to give them the pot <laughs> in the thing not making any eye contact going up to the desk thank you very much all the best have a good day thank you Mr Marla thank you very much you have a good day now thank and then getting back in the car and almost like some form of guilt yeah that I'm like brilliant relax guilt I've just gone upstairs for a wank <laughs> whilst my wife sits outside in the car like a bit weird. When you How have you got that story out of me, you piece <laughs> of shit? You're a piece of shit. Why can't you do the story? Can we get a guest on now? <laughs> on Joe Marler's show. Our guest today is Emma, and she's here to talk about being a lifeguard. Hello, Emma. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Nice to see you. <laughs> so how close is, is Baywatch actually to you see, real this life? is exactly where I thought it was gonna go. <laughs> is is that just well, that is real life? It's the same way like Holby City and ER to me. That's how hospitals are. <laughs> well, I would say that in the pools the male lifeguards do not run around with their tops off. And also they wouldn't be running on poolside because they'd you know, be asked not to. It'd be dangerous. Trip Have home. you got to keep your top on? Yes. So, <laughs> male and female. Um, and you're going in the pool if you're making a rescue in exactly what you're wearing whilst you're sitting on the chair as well. So if you're in shorts, T-shirt, 
that's what you're going in the water in. So the minimal, the better then? Well, it depends, you see, because if you're outdoor lifeguarding and it's in the winter and you've got a tracksuit on, oh. then you're going in in your tracksuit. Really? So they have, to do the, the, they have to do their training in the kit that they're wearing so that they know they're trained to rescue in, in what they wear on a regular basis. My fear here, Joe, is that if you were to try and rescue someone in like full winter garb, very quickly you'd have a double rescue situation on your hands. That is, that is a very real fear. My biggest fear with that would be, you, you've seen the clobber that I wear, mate. It's fucking, you know what I mean? It's, it's high-end stuff. A bit cheeky. No, but you know what I mean? It's legit. So my fear is if um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there, poolside, sipping on some gin and juice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sipping on some gin and juice. Who the fuck am I? Coolio. Snooped off. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, God, I've got to go rescue someone. I'm like, oh God, I've got this tracksuit on. I'm so you have to put your tracksuit before the life of a drowning person? No, I would just put the time okay. into <laughs> taking it off. You've got 20 seconds to react to get in the water. So, Right, Joe, see so if you can take your tracksuit off in 20 seconds. Let me get my phone, I'll see if you can do it. Fuck's going on here then? Like, Emma, no, can you make the noises of someone in distress? No, in thank the pool? you. No, thank you. Listen, you've already shown Emma your backside when she arrived at the studio. Did I? This is or true. did Emma actually I was walk in, on, on I was the, in the room in. where I was meant to be changing? Do you think you, if, if you were to zip up your tracksuit, do you reckon you could take off your trainers and your tracksuit in the 20 seconds that you've got? Mate, it took me half hour to get it all on. <laughs> It's not a chance I've got 20 seconds to get it off. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. There are certain jobs, Emma, where the thing that you don't want to happen because it's a bad thing is also strangely a thing you want to happen because it's the reason you do the job. So I look at lifeguards and I think most of it looks really boring. Like if I'm going up and down Nutsford Leisure Centre, the lifeguards just sitting there in their nice tall chair, nothing's happening. If I was that lifeguard, a very small part of me would be going... Oh. I hope someone gets into difficulty. <gasps> Do you know what I mean, though? Yes, but you're not meant to say that out loud. That's the sort of stuff you, you keep inside. Would, would you be, like, trying to make someone drown? Sometimes? No, I don't want them like to you drown. Lob, you lob a float at their head. To... You're going to rescue them, so therefore everything will be fine. It's a bit like you, Joe, um, even with your nuanced view of rugby, you permanently being on the bench and never getting to go on. <laughs> yeah, quite I know exactly what that, <laughs> what that feels, and that would be fantastic. <laughs> The thing is, the role of the lifeguard is all about prevention. So you're trying to stop the accident or the situation before it happens. And that's why I think there's a real fine balance for lifeguards between like interacting with customers and doing it in a positive way because you want to make swimming and coming to a leisure centre, you know, an enjoyable experience so that people come back and they do it again. But equally, you're the one with the whistle telling them all the things they can't do. And if you remember like the old school signs that you used to get in swimming pools, no petting, no bombing, that kind of heavy thing. Heavy petting? I don't think it was heavy. I think it was just no petting. Why? Why can't you pet in, in the pool? Well, apparently it's not appropriate according to like 1980s signage. Twofold here, twofold. Why is it called petting? Why is it called petting? Are you you stroking someone's hair like you might... It's quite confusing, isn't it? What qualifies as petting? I guess it's less in your face to like no tonguing, no fingering. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I don't think you could put that on a public (laughs) sign. It would look great in a graphic, wouldn't it? Because you know there's always a graphic for bombing where there's like a red circle with yeah. a line through it and, and someone with their knees to the up. chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had some of the examples Joe's given there. No anal in the deep end. <laughs> or the shallow end. Like, why do you need to specify? Well, yeah, but... Yeah, just which, none in the pool. You're probably better off... What depth water has it become inappropriate? I don't want to get into Always it, inappropriate it is, in a public leisure facility. I would say that, that would lead to other issues in the pool. Uh, which segues nicely onto, have you ever scooped uh, a poo out of the pool or had to? <laughs> Personally, yeah. no. You've ever, any, any, I've seen it done and there are sort of specific like equipment for scooping things out of the pool. Tell us more. So, you know, a big long pole with what is essentially just a giant spoon so that you can fish solid things out of the water because depending on the situation, you may or may not have to clear the pool because it might impact other people. So, so if it's from that perspective, bit, the more solid, the better. Out. Scoop it out, everyone carries on. But if you've got a total punami on your hands, <laughs> you, then you're, you're just then there you're on the mic the going, excuse me, 
We've got a code brown. There's a code brown. No, there's lots of codes in the leisure centres. What's the poo one? No, there isn't a specific one for that. <laughs> you just shout, poo! There's a fucking shitstorm going on, guys. Get down here. Is it quite hard with the way you've described the poo scoop? It sounds almost like you're trying to play snooker on a full-size table. I can imagine it being quite hard trying to reach this really like, long handle. Yeah, I mean, you. But that's the other thing is you want to hope it's near the side because otherwise you're going in the water to yeah. get it out, aren't you? And why would Tom, you want to do that when you know what's in there? Tom, you ever pooed in a swimming pool? Was it? Ad- it tends adult, to be children. It tends to be it children. Tends to be children. You've got to be yeah. really struggling if you're an adult and you can't. You're not capable of getting out of the pool. There's struggling there, so it's mainly kids. Have you ever shit yourself in the pool? <laughs> not in memory. That was a lot. That was no. too long a laugh to say. Then no, no. But you, as a kid, oh, here we go. I did piss in the pool as a kid. When was the last time you weed in a swimming pool? <laughs> <laughs> we got him on the back foot here, ever. Probably. Come on. Listen, if I'm swimming in the sea in my wetsuit, yeah, I would. In your wetsuit? Yeah. Oh, well, not sure about that. Warms you up. It's yeah, so nice. It stays in there for quite some time. Yes, but it is your piss rather than someone else's piss. Interesting. I did that as recent as a couple of months ago in a wetsuit down at the wave. Mm. Very cold water. And I was dying. I was like, I was knackered. I couldn't get out. It was really thing. And then I just did a wee in my wetsuit. And then it dawned on me. I went, but now it's just sitting here. It won't go away. So I was like trying everything I could to like <laughs> get rid of it. And then I started panicking about, well, can anyone see... Did you have to take your wetsuit off in the water so that you didn't have an issue when you got out (laughs) with just wee going everywhere? (laughs) Quite that far. (laughs) The panic was that, have they put that dye? Is that a real thing? I've never experienced it, so I just think it's a myth. Even though I'm in the industry, I have no idea. (gasps) I I think it's a myth. We don't do it. You've never seen it or never... No, but even whether it's morally, ethically right to wee in the pool, it's still the main thing that stops you doing it because you're like, just in case... There's nothing, there'd be nothing more embarrassing. Swimming down the lane and it's, yeah, mm, no. You'd have to swim past someone and then double back so it looked like they'd done it. Yeah. <laughs> just, trying to, just trying to picture weird in the pool, my local pool, and then going, right, how am I covering this up? I might just shout shark. <laughs> I'm like, ah, or pretend to stop. No, that's it. The cramp. No, drown. I would pretend to start drowning. And then blame it on the lifeguard. And no. <gasps> no. <laughs> when the lifeguard comes in to rescue you. So I'd start oh. drowning and then there'd obviously be a discussion over, in fact, no one would probably ask because they'd be like, oh, you were struggling and panicking and then I just... A little bit of weak over. Yeah, I just wet myself. <laughs> that's fine, isn't it? So that's that's a myth. That's There's the myth gone on that one. So the rule is you can't wee in the pool, even though No, you like... should absolutely go to the toilet before you get in the pool. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Don't eat directly before getting in the water, because otherwise lifeguarding can be a really fun job, but you don't want to be cleaning up things like that, okay. you know. This episode is sponsored by the following magnificent human beings. The galvanizer, Joe Galvin. He who cares wins... It's Sean Carey, Peer Pressure, Kate Pears, The Mess, Tim Eaton, Rhino, Tom Ryan, James Barlow, Can You Go? The Bestly Boy, Mark Besley, Werther's Original, Nicky Butterworth, Jabba the Daniel Hutt, and Rupert the Bear Ellingham. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Do you shower, Joe, before you go for a swim? That's a no. Mm. I'm trying to think of when the last time I went for a swim was and did I shower beforehand. Depends. Great answer. Thanks for the insight. It depends whether I'm particularly dirty or not. Mm. Do you have to shower before? You should shower before you get in the pool, yeah. I should have put him out of his misery, shouldn't I? I said (laughs) that when you were... Re- re- let's re-say. Let's re-say that. Yeah, I shower. I shower before getting in the pool. Always. Of course Armpits. I do. Yeah. 
everything. everything. Yeah, you should do. Otherwise, everything that's on your body and your hair is going in the pool for everyone else to get in their mouth. But there is a like a ton of chlorine in there cleaning. Yeah, but we wouldn't out. need to use as much if everybody had a shower before they got in. Where do you stand, Joe, on the on the swimming cap? I'm trying to work this one out because my kids do swim lessons at the school and they have to have caps. When they ask, why do I have to wear a cap? Because fucking hell, they can be hard to get on. Very hard, yeah. Maggie with loads of hair and I'm like ripping her hair out as I'm dragging it across do, her Do you know how to put it on properly? I should have brought a swimming hat with me. I could have shown you. I could have taught you how to put it on. Definitely. Go on. So they've got a line. You know, they're sort of flat. And yeah. Line down the middle. That should go over that way. A lot of people try and put them on I the do it sideways. I thought so that went no, ear to ear. No, that line goes down the middle. So if you put that at the front of the head and then you whip it over, it'll, it'll go on. Right. Or the other trick, which is a lot more fun, is turn it inside out, fill it with water, put it over the head, drop it, and it just goes over your head. Ooh, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. Perfect. But when they asked, asked me, what is the point of this hat, Daddy? I couldn't answer them. Oh, I can help you with that as well. What, why do you have to... Is it so your hair doesn't come out? It's hygiene, for one. So, yeah, again, stops your hair from coming out, going in the water. Can you imagine you're swimming? You get other Horrible. people's hair between your fingers <laughs> and your mouth. Oh, disgusting. And also, in some cases, especially with swimming lessons, the colours usually denote what kind of level they're in. For the company I work for, we have like a traffic light system, so it's red, amber, green, so the red hats are always going to be your beginners. So all the swimming teachers and all the lifeguards right. know that they're beginners. might be different where your kids go, but generally it relates to the level of lesson that they're in. Is it just chlorine that's in that pool? Uh, it depends, and I am no expert on this. It's a long time since I've had my pool plant qualification. Pool plant? Yeah, that's an pool actual plant. qualification. What's a pool plant? Why is it? Pool, the pool, because it yeah. is the swimming pool, yeah. and plant. the plant room is where all of the... Oh, right. Stuff. Chemicals. The chemicals, stuff. the filters, all that kind right, of thing. Yeah. So it's a pool plant qualification that you get so that you understand chlorine levels, pH levels, how to do pool testing and everything. But Tom, there are different filtrations. Have you, ever, have you ever been in a swimming pool that hasn't got chlorine? Yes. And is just relying on salt. And it's amazing at swimming because obviously the salt keeps you buoyant. So you're sort of swimming in a different way because you're floating along. And I found it more harmful than the fucking chlorine. What, stingy? Yeah, like, and in your eyes. You're getting mm. salt water in your mm. eyes. You're like, what the fuck? You're in the kids' pool as well. And you're like, this isn't working. You think it's better for the environment, but you're like, nah. Imagine putting a slug in there. A slug? <laughs> 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 have you ever faked a rescue to look cool no so at no, no point no, no. during your lifeguarding career did you ever go excuse me John um, I'll give you uh, 20 quid when you get to the deep end <laughs> just just start drowning uh, work's been a bit slow and I'm bored as fuck plus I want to look really cool in front of everyone and I'll jump in and rescue that's never happened that has never happened to me I think you missed a trick then yeah what? <laughs> What about, have you ever dived in to save someone and then realised they're actually just a shit swimmer? They weren't drowning? No, but you do have to be very careful with that kind of thing. You have to really have a good look at some people to like watch what is their natural stroke before you make assumptions. Adults swimming in lanes, Yeah, you're sitting there, are you having to watch it the entire time? Yeah. yeah. Fuck me, but yeah. that could be like hours like they call it scanning that's what lifeguards have to do so they have a certain amount of time that they scan the pool um, and the zone that they're looking after because you might have more than one lifeguard on the same pool and then that's where the 20 seconds comes in so a certain amount of time to scan the pool and then the 20 seconds to react and that reaction might be you know just going and shouting to them or passing them a throw rope or something ideally you don't want to get in the water you're trying to prevent getting in the water just listening to that, I, I've definitely taken lifeguards for granted all these years. Like how intense you actually have to be on the money in case someone's drowning. Yeah. Like how quickly can someone get into trouble? Very quickly. And I mean, it depends on the circumstances. My my first rescue, which was a very long time ago, but was um, I was shadowing another lifeguard because it was my first week of when I'd done my qualification. I'd first started summer holidays, inflatable session in the pool, Chaos. all the kids, absolute mayhem. In theory, the kids are supposed to get on at one end, run along the inflatable, slide off the other end, climb out, 
go and join the queue, in theory. Never works like that. <laughs> but what actually happened was the lifeguard that I was shadowing, so just watching what she was doing and getting to understand it, uh, a teenager went across the inflatable, slid off the end, couldn't swim. So they've got on it in shallow water, went off the slide at the end, couldn't swim, deep water, went under. And that was like instantaneous and shouting to him. He was just going under the water, so he wasn't going to get himself out. So she went in to get him out. And, you know, people are going to panic when they're in that situation. He was climbing all over her, trying to get himself out of the water so that he could breathe. So I actually ended up going in to help her out because she was getting pushed under the water. But they do teach you, one of the things they teach you in your lifeguarding course is how to like push people away um, because obviously you've got to look after yourself first before anyone else. As in push push them away to be like, you're a lost cause? Not you're a lost, it's not you're a lost cause, but push them away and I'm not going to help you until you calm down. Oh, you know? I yeah, thought yeah, you yeah. were like, you've got to learn to just fuck them off. <laughs> you've got to save yourself first and foremost. No, but if they're pushing you under, you're going to push them away and then... And go can, and then go back and then yeah or make them turn round so that they've got their back to you because then you can get your hand under their chin and and pull them out. That must be hard though. Like Joe, if you were drowning, you're not going to just turn onto your back and just lie there waiting to be towed ashore. No. Are you? Well, no, the panic sets in, doesn't it? So you start scrambling even more, and the more you scramble, the more you, you sink. So I'm sure we're meant to float in water. Why the fuck am I sinking? You're asking a technical question. That is, yeah. <laughs> Why do I sink? <laughs> do you need some swimming lessons? I can't swim. Genuinely, I can't swim. Really? No. Never too late to learn, you know. What I'm interested to know, what percentage of the population do you think can't swim? Do you think there's more people that can't swim than there is that can? That's a great shout. We should probably Google it. I thought you had the answer to hand, sorry. Fuck, what you really one, one in three adults in England can't swim. Can't swim? Yeah, over one 14 in three million adults, adults really? that can't swim. Yeah. Has that gone up? It used to be one in five and it's now one in three. So, yes, it has gone up. I know it's a bit serious, but swimming's the only sport that's going to save your life, isn't it, if you've got into difficulty in the water? We hide out um, the pool that the kids have all learned to swim in. You can accept someone's else, you can hire it out with it. So we hide it out and we've got four kids. Yeah. So Maggie and Jasper, the two eldest, six and eight, all done their lessons, both capable swimmers. And then Felix and... Pixie were in the change rooms, me, me and Daisy, and I said to Jasper and Maggie, right, just, you can wait outside the change room, but don't get in yet until mummy mm. and daddy are coming in. And so we're changing, getting them two ready. I can hear Jasper, like, chatting away or something. And then it just went eerily silent. And something in like Daisy was just like, just have a quick check, looked out there. I saw Maggie struggling no. in the middle of the pool, being dragged down just by herself, by panicking. Yeah. And immediately I was like, fuck. Jumped in, picked her up. It was luckily shallow for me, but deep for her. Yeah. And got her on the side. She's all sh shaken up and like shitting herself. She was just so scared and shook up by that experience. We've now started taking her to more lessons after school, getting the confidence, confidence. back because yeah. ultimately it can be a sport, it can be a career. But like you've just said, it's it's about safety and actually in being able to go on holiday, jump in the pool, knowing that you've got the ability to not die in it. Yeah, that's that's essentially what it's about, rather than relying on people like you to jump in mm. and, and help me. Um, and which makes me so embarrassed that I still can't swim. <laughs> But sadly, I think um, drowning is one of the biggest causes of accidental death in the UK. You know, all kids should have the opportunity to learn to swim. And swimming is in the national curriculum as well. But it's not you know, because of COVID, because of the pool closures that we've had, that there's like a lost generation of kids that won't have learned to swim because of the pool closures. It is a real challenge. If you, Joe, were to get swimming lessons from Emma... You've got the classic four strokes to choose from. Which would you like to become extremely good at? There's four strokes. So I'll give you front crawl, aka yeah. freestyle. Backstroke. Backstroke. Breaststroke. Butterfly. Butterfly. Butterfly? What, why do I need to be good at butterfly? It looks amazing. For sport, but <laughs> when on earth are you going to choose that? Leisurely thing, right, I'm getting in the sea today and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do an hour of butterfly. When are you ever doing that unless you're doing it for sport? That's not like, I want breast. In general or? Breaststroke. I want breaststroke. Although. Do you, it, you need to do, Joe? Why is it breaststroke? Put your fingers together. 
put my fingers together. Yeah, because if you swim with your fingers like that, the water's just going through the middle of them. Whereas if you swim with your fingers together, yes. But you... Emma, how do you know that I didn't have these special web gloves on? And that I was just <laughs> well, if you did, then that's absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hands together. I haven't got like the shoulder range really for the backstroke or the front crawl. I don't think. I think that's half my problem. Do you put if for breaststroke? Will you put your face in? No. You keep your face out. Oh, you need to put your face in. You put your face well, in. Well, it's going to hurt your neck and your back otherwise. Yeah, but then you're, you're underwater and you can't breathe underwater. No, but you're breathing every stroke. So every time you pull your arms, you lift your chin up to breathe. <gasps> and then when your arms go out straight again, you're That's it. putting your hands down. No. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Nice. Nice. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you make me do these things? <laughs> Maybe I'll choose a uh, backstroke then. Can I can I choose backstroke? Of course you can. All right, Emma, make me a world class. Who's the best backstroker in the world? Make me them. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see actually there was um an American artistic swimmer, synchronized swimmer, yeah. who was competing in some sort of championships, not sure which one it was, got to the end of her routine, fainted. Obviously it's like elite competition. Her coach had to dive in and pull her out. There's footage of it online. It's quite scary. It is quite scary. So, you know, she's obviously at the peak of her fitness, spends all the time in the water, but for whatever reason, passed out underwater. So don't hold your breath then? No, and when you're swimming, and when we teach swimming, you shouldn't hold your breath. You should blow out when you're underwater, so you're always exhaling. But if you hold your breath for too long underwater, you can pass out and if you're swimming underwater and you pass out it's not like you're going to come up and splash around you're just going to sink so yeah it can be really scary so these lifeguards important yeah what about lane rage so Joe you consider me a, a calm individual most of the time no I've, I've led you slightly with that question I'll I feel really question. bad actually because the other day Daisy's put me up on it now and it happens quite a lot and only really in a car now it happens and we were going down this country lane and this car was coming the other way and someone needed to get over onto the bit more into the verge of it and on her side was like a grassy verge like it was the same height as the mm. road my side was this overgrown grass where you couldn't tell yeah. how high the mm. floor whether it was a, a divot or bunt or what was there so I was kind of like just got as close to there and she was like not moving, and, and it gradually came past, and slowly, slowly, oh. we were doing it, and her window was open, and my window was open, she said, you can go on the grass, you know, I went, yeah, so can you, you slag, <laughs> and it was, it just came out, out of rage, because I was like, so can you, you slag, and Daisy's like, what the fuck are you doing, and I went, and as I drove off, I went, oh God, I feel so bad, that just came over me, out of nowhere, so I've got a feeling that you can ask me something about lane rage and how I would approach it and I'd probably approach it by <laughs> shouting across the shouting someone's a slag is lane rage a real thing then do people get pissed off with it, it is and I, I think that probably lifeguards have to deal with more of that than they do rescues really? because yeah people get really feisty really feisty what's your policy do you get involved because it's a bit of a bet noir for me if I'm let's say I'm in, a what it's a bit of a bugbear for me if I'm in the fast lane and someone from the slow lane comes in the fast lane because there's less people mm. and they start drifting slowly down it because I'm very British I find it impossible just to say to them do you, would you mind going in that lane and I'm sort of looking at the lifeguard as if they come on you're the policeman here yeah and it, and it is the role of the lifeguard to get involved in that situation and put the people in the correct lanes and suggest that they move over. But the lane rage is either going to come from you because you're annoyed because it's get, someone's in the way of your swimming or the person that I've just gone up to and said, would you mind moving over? What are you saying? I'm slow. It's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Move. Yeah, and they don't like you slag. No, definitely not. That is that is that not fact, work. And no, I reckon there'll be something in the staff handbook, not specifically <laughs> about that word, but you know that kind of thing in general. Yeah. Going from a pool lifeguard to sea lifeguarding, mm -hmm. you obviously need to know a little bit more, probably about sharks <laughs> and seals, <laughs> the dangers that they bring. I think you can but probably is, find more plastic and you know shopping other, trolleys. Is there in any the other UK, extra but... training that you have to do? From going to pool to sea. Yeah, they're different qualifications. So, you know, you recognise all the beach flags and you understand the tides and things like that. So nothing to do with sharks or seals? I don't think so. But well, you, kn you know seals are twats, don't you? 
Are they worse than swans? Because we were talking about swans earlier. So I've never encountered a seal in the water. Oh, my goodness me. They are so scary. I've seen two now. Just popping up. Can't work out whether they're the same one or whether it's two separate ones. (laughs) What did the first one look like? The second one. (laughs) What did the second one look like? The first one. King hell. Maybe they were brothers. Very similar. Or sisters. (laughs) I couldn't tell. Just siblings. The head just pops up and they're all fucking like, scary shit. What were the eyes like? Like the head, but smaller. So like there were small versions of their head just popping out of their eyes. How close were they? As close as 15 foot. How far is that? That's 15 foot. Could you have a seal if you had to? As in give birth to one? (laughs) A seal came for you when you're bobbing about. Yeah. Life or death, who's winning? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't engage in that because... He started it. She started it. The seal started it. Gookie boy, my favourite, the marine biologist, told me that you can catch chlamydia off a seal. Or did I tell him that? <laughs> Was that a specific seal you'd met? <laughs> that is outrageous talk <laughs> this fucking day and age, Tom. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't engage in that out of fear of then having to explain why I've got chlamydia. But he's, he's attached you. The seal has attached you. So yeah. You've got no choice. Yeah, I'm beating fuck out that seal. Yeah, you reckon you uh, could? I, only if it's in water that I can stand up in. If he, if he takes me out a bit deeper, fucking he's winning nine times out of ten. If I can touch the floor... And maybe reach for my knife. You carry a knife when you go swimming? I do now. Yeah. Every Sunday I head down there with my uh, water boots, my gloves and my knife. A diver's knife strapped to the thigh? No, it's a machete. Is it? That's sounding like some weird James Bond <laughs> stepping out of the water with the... It's the first time I've been compared to James Bond <laughs> stepping out of the water with a machete. <laughs> I'd actually like to get that image of me coming out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> with your boots and your gloves on. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how are you doing? Mane Pane. <laughs> Sorry. Um, right, we need a little break. Ego, let's do a John Virgo and... Break. (laughs) (laughs) The classic Virgo. He breaks, he breaks it. I tell you what I want to ask Emma. Right, if you go swimming in swimming pools in different countries, different rules seem to exist. So let's say you go swimming in France. You've got to wear a swimming cap. You can't wear the board shorts. You have to wear either the skimpy thong or the jammer. Have they got the right idea or have we got the right idea? Why would you, like, tell people exactly what they've got to wear? So it means they've got to go out and buy something different. You just right? want people to swim. Just we just. If, want... if that was the case, then you shouldn't be moaning about hats and any swimwear. We should just be swimming and how naked. we were built to swim and what I do every Sunday and just go in there naked. It's not really what everyone else wants to see. Not you personally, but just in general. See, the seal's not moaning. <laughs> how do you know? Oh, yeah. He's coming up to complain. There was no sound from him. How would a seal complain? Put your dick away. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like the sight of your dick in the water. It's a singing seal. (laughs) (laughs) It's that magical singing seal (laughs) on the Eastbourne seafront. Fuck. So where the rules come in then, Joe? Because I've been in a swimming pool in France, Emma, where... It was a nice two-metre depth, so it's a nice pool. And it's all going off in the fast lane. There's backstroke, there's breaststroke, there's side stroke. And as I'm trying to do my front crawl, I glance down, and my eye is distracted by something in the bottom of the pool. It's a bloke going underneath me with an aqualung and flippers. <laughs> a what? <laughs> the pool! An aqualung? Yeah, like an air tank on his back. Yeah, so you won't be able to do that in the UK. Absolutely not. Why? We've just we've literally just said we shouldn't put barriers no, up. You, you and if I want to go swimming in my local pool, which is only ten by ten, <laughs> fucking hell, that, that's a that's weird state pool. Yeah. Mm. Name a different pool size. Twenty five meters. Twenty five meters. If I want to go swimming in my local twenty five meter pool, <laughs> and I've got an aqualung that I want to try out, I want to fucking try that out. We said with no barriers, but that's not allowed over here, no. For your own safety and for everyone else in the pool, it's the flippers that are going to do the damage. If you're swimming uh, along and you you know you've got flippers on, that's someone else is potentially going to get hurt. But yeah, there's some very strange swimming pool etiquette around the world. In um, Iceland, everybody showers naked before you get in and you have to. It's like a rule. It's a policy. It's on the signage when you go in and it even like shows you where to wash. So like it, as in the area as in, or as in the it part will, of your body. Yeah, the part of your body. Like you need to wash here. You know, like it, it has it all on the picture and there's 
places for you to leave your swimming stuff. So literally the last thing you do is put your swimsuit on before you then go into the pool because they want you to be absolutely clean before you get in the water. And I think that's a real strange one because over here people go in cubicles. If you're in a communal area, everybody keeps their swimwear on. So when you're not used to it, that's a bit of a shock. I remember we used to break into the school pool like on a Friday or Saturday night. And Definitely no lifeguard there when you went in, was there? N- no, actually, and, and in hindsight, it was probably pretty dangerous because a lot of the time we would run across the, <gasps> the cover with the cover. And there was a couple of times where one or two of us would get trapped underneath it and be like, fuck, quick, get out of that, get out of that. And then we'd pull it back eventually and then halfway because it was so fucking big and heavy. What they should, That's I mean, a- it's just a few years back, but... They should make that a lot easier to pull the cover back if you're going to break in. <laughs> Do it. But we'd we'd go lifeguard. We'd go there. That in the morning. We'd go there skinny dipping. It was lovely, great fun there. Like really freeing. There's something you're just mm. all hanging out. You know that's great. Not great hygiene, but fuck them. <laughs> and uh, the other time was in the sea, really late at night in Thailand. We'd met this Danish couple at a, at a bar, got chatting. And then for some random reason, we decided to go skinny dipping as a four um, in the sea with a load of stray dogs that we'd we'd started collecting through the night. Specifically for the purposes of the swim or? No, that was just a side hustle that they were just coming with. There was loads of, there's fucking loads of stray dogs. No, no, they were just paddling about in the thing. There was loads of stray dogs in, is it Phuket or Phuket? Phuket. Phuket, yeah. Phuket. And uh, loving it, but. We were so pissed. There was that moment where I'm like halfway in and I'm falling over and then I'm like, you realise, shit, I can't swim. I've fucking got to get out of here. Quick panic. But in that, I just sat on the sandy bit and let it hang out and think that we should actually avoid the hygiene issues and just swim naked, Emma. That's what I'm here to champion. (laughs) There's so many things in what you've just said. You, would you ever allow a dog? Is there a, is there such thing? Oh, as a dog the swimming dog's pool? the worst bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think in hindsight, looking you know back on it, we were trying to have a foursome with this Danish couple. <laughs> That's kind of what it sounded like. Why did you need the dogs? <laughs> so, so the dogs actually, the dogs. This so this Danish couple. Uh, one was called Jeanette. Uh, Any name for a Danish person? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Sorry about. It. I didn't do a fucking. <laughs> Background ancestry. Oh, that's a French name. Are you, are you sure? Are you lying, actually? <laughs> I can't remember his name. Maybe it might have been Dave. <laughs> <laughs> something, it was something like that. But they were telling us they'd actually rescued, on a previous holiday, they'd rescued two stray dogs as their own dogs and were showing us their own dogs back in Denmark. So it was their fault we had loads of dogs. There's so word had got around okay. with the stray dogs that this couple adopted dogs. I think they'd already petted a couple on the way in. <laughs> now sad this story out loud. There's not a single bit of untruth in any of this story. No, but now we're back and to petting, that's... and that's an entirely different use yeah. of the word yeah. as well. Yes, maybe that's oh, where yeah. it came from. Well, the time when the dogs get to go in the pools now, which is sounds a little bit strange, but lots of outdoor lidos do a day at the end of the season that's like bring your dog to get in, and they let the dogs go in the outdoor lidos so before they empty, empty them. It. Yeah, that's cool. they have a great time. Was just to go back to your little Thailand desk. Don't think we need to. No, but it's such a magnificent image. I'm imagining it's like a full moon and the waves are flat. And there's what was her name? Jeanette. 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 Dave. Jeanette and Dave, Dave. Are bobbing around. Yeah. Daisy's looking at you. Going, what the fuck are you? Well, doing? I semi-panicked about her because at one point she was lying down, like looking at those stars and thing, and the waves were like splashing. <laughs> and she was like bleh, bleh. I was like, get up, get up, quick! <laughs> this is fucking turning weird. <laughs> it's turning weird. <laughs> So weird a long time ago. He then went back to the hotel. <laughs> got in the swimming pool. Just to clean so, off. To clean off all the beach. Four or five o'clock in the morning, went to their hotel, got in the swimming With pool. With the dogs? No, dogs are <laughs> <getting> dogs. <laughs> oh, God. They got in the swimming pool. And then it was kicking off. They'd called the police because it was all rowdy. There's quite a few. And, uh, <laughs> and then the police came. I was trying to get us out of there because I was shitting it now. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I'm spinning out. Go and try and order a taxi. Think that that's our taxi. <laughs> End up being really rude to the taxi driver. I hope you didn't call him scrap- a <laughs> 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 I, pr- I probably actually did. He fucking st- I've got the scar here 
where they scratched me with on your wrist. Really, thick. the taxi driver scratched you. Yeah, it was such a weird fight. <laughs> a strange move. Really weird fight. They went back to the swimming pool and had to hide because they rang the police. And so I'm like hiding in the swimming pool and around in the pool, now. in the water, or yeah. What do you mean in the pool? What in that waterless part of the pool? No, you mean under the water. Yeah. Don't you? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like a sort of soldier in Vietnam. Not or like something. a hot. <laughs> Not like just a hole his, in the just pool with eyes. no water. Just his yeah, eyes over the water. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. And yeah. Luckily, they all went away and then we eventually made it back to our hotel. Can we talk about lifeguarding? <laughs> that was only a small snippet of water-related incidents. From, from a lifeguarding perspective, I feel I need to say, please don't swim drunk. Ah. Please don't swim in unlifeguarded water. These are, these are all scary things that you would definitely get told off for doing by a lifeguard. Heed lot of fun, advice. lot of don't fun, do no it. doubt, but don't stay do safe, it. yeah. Oh, do we talk about yeah, something else? No, don't mind. You. You, know those, <laughs> you know those things that dry your shorts? Yeah, the costume. Or your dryer. costume, yeah. They go fucking really quick, don't mm-hmm. they? Like, they're f- incredible. Mm. Where can I pick one of them up from then? <laughs> uh, is there, are they... Well, you're just going to go in. You want, do you want the name of a leisure centre? Are you going to take it off the wall or are you wanting to actually I mean, if there's one? a chance of that happening, <laughs> if you know of any like security loopholes, then that's fine. But can you buy them for residential homes? or? I imagine you must be able to. Oh, I would okay. have thought so. So it's doable. Well, it's no different than a leisure centre buying one. I, don't I mean, it's, you, you could have a tumble dryer. Yeah, home. or a washing machine or washing line. No, you couldn't. They don't because there's no way our tumble dryer or washing machine spins as fast as them. Do you like the fact that it's the push down with a hand that does it as well? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell, it's just so much fun. I'll be there for ages. I'll be asking everyone, guess yours, I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah. It gets slightly weird <laughs> looks. Yeah. I've snuck into the women's changing room and then I'm, I'm, this is literally not pervy in the slightest. It's just I'm here to dry your costumes because I'm obsessed with I'm it. I'm here to dry your costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Reassuring comment. <laughs> fuck's sake this is chaos Um, Tom have you ever caught anyone having sex in a jacuzzi (laughs) I haven't have you Joe no Emma have you ever caught someone having sex in a jacuzzi (laughs) no Cool. Don't, we don't get to lifeguard many jacuzzis. No. There are some at the aquatic centre in London. There's a jacuzzi because the divers use the jacuzzi. Mm. You'll see that when they're competing. You know. Oh, like a recover, like yeah. a recovery. Or yeah, they're in between dives. They'll go in the jacuzzi. Yeah. One of my favourite things that I've ever done in my entire life is go to Buell Water down near me. It's like a bit of water. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. Is it lake? I think it's a lake. Something tells me that it's a reservoir. Would I be allowed in there? if? Possibly, yeah. There are reservoirs that you can swim in. So there's this giant inflatable mm. assault course that you go, it's in the middle of it. And there's this massive iceberg as well. Yeah. Inflatable iceberg that you can climb up and jump off. And I love it. I love it, A, because I've got a life jacket on. So there's a strong chance I won't die that day. And what I noticed was there was only about, I'd say, three lifeguards around there but there was about at least 40 kids mm. surely that must be so hard to stay concentrated and keep your eye on, especially with a load of kids running around and yeah and and it's about blind spots as well when you're lifeguarding so some of those i know what you mean by the iceberg and the pillow and everything some of those pieces of equipment are massive but also you have to have a certain depth of water um so like the iceberg i know has to have five meters of water underneath it fucking hell it's that deep it must have been, yeah. Oh, my but God. The, the yeah, but it's all murky, so I couldn't tell. It's just covered in goose shit. If, if it was going in a pool, that's, you know, what we would have yeah. to do. But with the buoyancy aids or the life jackets that you're wearing, that obviously reduces the risk. So, you know, where I was talking earlier about taking 20 seconds to get in and, you know, if people are wearing buoyancy aids, then it's lower risk. Was there any other part of you that was like, oh, fuck this, I want to get in, I want to go climb that, uh, well, some I want to go climb that iceberg and yeah. do it myself? Yeah, some of those things have like lifeguard positions in the middle of them. Ooh. So you see the ones in the lakes and stuff and they'll have one. But I'm not sure, like, that sounds really fun, but if you've got 40, 50 kids running <laughs> all over it, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah, we had a massive inflatable setup in one of the pools where we've got like slides going off the diving boards and things oh, like that. Off the diving board? Yeah, at the Aquatic Centre in London on the Olympic Park. So Off the 10-metre board? Not the 10 metre, the 5. Jesus the five. Christ, yeah. Tom. That's why I asked. We've spoken a amazing. lot about safety and water and you want to fucking slide off the 10 metre diving board. Yes, please. Oh. Everyone likes to, like all the elite swimmers and divers and everybody, everyone wants to get in and have a go on them and it's a lot of fun. Is Where's that? At the Olympic? At the Olympic pool in the, yeah, in Stratford. I'm guessing that's the one that was used. In the London 2012 Games, yeah. The Olympics. The yes. Olympics, yeah. And it's, is it a big one? 50 metres. 
fucking hell, that's like double. Yeah, three metres deep. 25 metre pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking massive, <laughs> Christ, imagine doing that. Is it the same depth throughout? It is, unless does you it move do the floor. Move that one, the floor? That one is three metres deep throughout, but you can. there's parts of it you can move the floor up and down. Movable floors in a swimming pool is a thing. So the diving pools often have movable floors. You can put the floor up to teach swimming lessons, put the floor down to use it as a diving pool. Where's the water go then? Underneath. Does it? Yeah. I never even thought about where the water would go. So it floats, basically. Oh. It's on hydraulics, but it floats, yeah. We're just completely <laughs> dumbfounded by that. We're like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, there you go. The water goes underneath. There's your fact for the day. So there's clever stuff they do with these pools. Like that 50-metre pool at the Aquatic Centre, you can actually split it into three separate pools. It's got a boom that's on mm. the floor that comes up, and then it's got a boom at one end that you can move down. So if you put that one up and move that one down, you've then got three 25-metre pools because it's a 10-lane wide. So, yeah. I love it. Uh, you got any others, Tom? That's all my questions. This is uh, this has been absolutely fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> this has been brilliant. Thank you, Emma, for coming on and talking all things lifeguarding. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> what a very nice lady Emma was, Joe. I really enjoyed Emma, and I'm so happy now that I've found someone who's willing to give me some swimming lessons. I'm going to go to the National Museum of Swimming. <laughs> what was it? it was the National Centre of Swimming Excellency. Pretty much, yeah. And I'm going to probably just go on the kids' slide, if I'm honest. Yeah, get stuck. With a life jacket. <laughs> and actually pretend that she's teaching me to swim. If you ask her nicely, she might get some of the floats out and you can just bob around on a float. Just stick to my sea bobbing, I think. Yeah. Mm. That would be nice. Um, Joe, if people would like another podcast to listen to before we get back, we can recommend a brand new offering from Crowd, which is the George Groves Boxing Club. About boxing, is it? It's about boxing and it stars former world champion George Groves telling you everything you always want to know about boxing. It is informative, it's funny. It's really good, Joe. Oh, I'm excited about this one. Is he doing it on his, on his Todd? Or who's... He's got his mate Deck helping out, and then any number of big-name guests from the world of fighting. Oh, lovely. And if you would like to support this show, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Patreon. For £1 a week, you get bonus content, ad-free episodes, and you will be growing the show at exactly the same time. There is also, Joe, of course, our brand-new YouTube channel, which is simply called the Joe Marler Show. On that, Joe, what do you get? The whole episode. The whole episode. The whole of it. You can watch it. With your eyes. Watch it. And you can... you can, So what I would recommend is you listen to it on your podcast app, on your phone or whatever, mainly your phone, Yeah. and you can watch it on the laptop or TV. Amazing. Or you could just use the sound from the TV, I think. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. Just subscribe. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.